Can I just do a quick history lesson? I feel like I bring up historical things every once in a while. Considering that my interest is in relationships, I tend to read historical books and documents about like past experiences with relationships. You know, how high society used to choose who they would date and the things that they would do in order to be attractive and what you had to do in order to be in a relationship or be married. Like how these high society clubs got formed or I was really into medieval times as a child. So that was very interesting to me. I was also very intrigued at the whole concept of um, having someone who paid for you. I can't even think of the word right now, but like you're you're not really a prostitute. But oh, that's that's what it is. Having a beneficiary, especially like in Europe back in the day. I've had many conversations and I'm not saying I'm an expert. I'm just saying that my interests have allowed me to look at relationships throughout time many different ways. Or, I mean, I'm black. We all have a pretty good understanding of the black experience in slavery. And for those who've read a few books, you know a little bit about the experiences of some of the tribes, at least, the black experience in Africa. Also, because of my interests in relationships and psychology, I've also had to learn a little bit about different cultures and how they interact. And being in the United States, it's something that is, I won't say imposed per se, but like, you know, inherent in our culture to learn about how other cultures work with their relationships. We see it all the time on television. With that being said, I would like to like just acknowledge a couple of things that people say that just aren't right. Really one main thing that constantly seems to come up in all these podcasts and all these conversations and all of these relationship gurus is this idea that if you don't have no money, you was alone. Who told y'all this lie? I would love to know. Who told women this lie? I, I, I mean, the other one that I brought up before is who told y'all this lie that men of the older generations was so great that y'all keep comparing I'm going to just go on to that one and then come back to the first one I said, right? How can people acknowledge one thing and something that contradicts that at the same time, but pretend like they don't know both things simultaneously? I had an episode about that, too, before. Like, you can't tell me that you know that for the last two, three generations in the black community, The majority of us were not raised by our biological fathers. Some of us didn't even meet our biological grandfathers or great grandfathers because your grandmother and your mother had bad relationships with the men they had children with. Some of us were raised by our grandfather and grandmother because your mom and your dad didn't raise you. So how can you know that? 
but then be like, I wish men were like men of the past generation. What? What are you talking about? I'm lost. If you know anything, and if you just bored one day, you could look on the census and find out that there are more people in the white community who are not raised by their biological parents than in the black community. Who are you talking about? How far back into history are you looking when you making these conclusions? Because I'm like, okay, if my mother had me when she was in her mid-20s and her mother had her when she was in her mid-20s, how far back into time do I need to go before I start seeing these magical men that y'all are talking about who was just so great? Why is feminism so loud? For the last, I, I don't even really, like, we almost up to 75 years that this has been, like, a big thing that we've been talking about. I thought men disrespected women, and that was the... Rise of domestic violence and women felt like they weren't allowed to be individuals and have any individuality and any agency over themselves. I thought women needed freedom. I thought women felt like all their entire identity was was taking care of their husband and their children and they didn't know who they were. And they were having hysteric breakdowns and going (laughs) getting put in psych in psych wards because they were actually like having serious meltdowns because they didn't know who they were. And the men who they were with were sending them to the psych ward. I thought women were getting sent to the psych ward by their husbands for having mental breakdowns, not wanting to take care of their kids, being into drugs and alcohol too much, tiptoeing around lesbianism, and not wanting to have sex. Look it up. There are men who are sending their wives to the psych ward for not wanting to do the normal things they think a woman should want to do. I thought before that, the church wouldn't let women have any individuality. Wouldn't let women be human beings without having an attachment to a man. When is this magic nigga you talking about? Where where was he in history? When did he exist? This man who just went to work, got his money, came home, didn't complain, helped his wife out a little bit, even though he wasn't able to really cook and clean. Gave her all of the money, never complained, didn't really argue, let her do whatever she wanted. Came in and disciplined the kids and then went back to the living room to read the newspaper or watch sports. When did this happen? Did I miss it? And all the things I've read? Or did y'all not realize that them dudes y'all talking about, that's like the minority? Or when you was watching TV shows like Leave it to Beaver, you, you thought that was real. You thought that was like a normal thing. 
I miss when men were gentlemen. What? When? When was that? I. I'm lost. Because I remember that during the same time frame as Sockops and actual, you know, respectful courting in this country was also the time that y'all was saying was the rise of domestic violence. The domestication of women. He be all. It's funny because it sounds the same to me as what y'all say now. He's really sweet in the beginning. He's really nice in the beginning. He's easy to get along with. He's trying to show you how much he cares about you and he likes you. And then once he gets you, then he flips. Does a whole 180 and now you feel upset because he treats you like crap. You are indebted to him now because of his love and affection and what he's made you in this relationship. That's what y'all say now. I'm like, after slavery, during Reconstruction, the Renaissance, whatever you want, whichever time frame you want to talk about, they talk about it in the movie Fences, which is why I'm using the term. But like, them unsteady feet, them walking feet, when a man would just literally just walk out of his house and just disappear into the night. Not literally always the night, but like, just be gone. And just never come back. We don't even talk about how many women would just leave. Take their kids out of school in the middle of the day and just be gone. Man come home, everybody gone. Like that wasn't a phenomenon that actually happened a lot too. Who, who are we talking about? Who are we talking about? Back to this other thing. There has never been a time in history where because you was broke, you didn't have no women. That is a lie. I'm sorry. If nothing else, don't you ever drive down the street and see a homeless guy and a homeless woman and be thinking, dang, even when you homeless, you find love. You ain't never drove by where there's a homeless community and seen all the homeless men and women that live together. Have you never heard a story about a homeless couple and all of the crazy things they do to get money? But after it's all said and done, they come back and they bring the money or the drugs or the alcohol or whatever they doing to share it. OK, because I thought I thought. Maybe I was the only one. Because it seems like people be knowing that this is happening, but don't talk about it. Do oh, do you think that this was the first time that's ever happened? Where people who couldn't afford anything still ended up together? Because, you know, that's a human condition. That generally, when you don't feel control over your life, or you don't have any money, you seek out other things to make you happy. The easiest one to attain is people. Relationships is the easiest one. The, well, how, how are we missing this whole conversation about how when New York City was originally created, that was the boom where there were more children than there had been in one city? Where if you looked at the suburbs 
and how many children there were living in the suburbs and how many children there were living in these big industrial cities. It was more. Even though the large industrial cities actually had less wealth. What are, what are you talking about? Oh, I, you must be talking about back in the day when you had to have a dowry. When you had to give over a pig and a chicken and etc. for this woman. Oh, you think that if you didn't have anything, you couldn't get a you couldn't get a woman. No, 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 no. No, that's not true. See, what you're doing is women modern times are conflating this idea that we're all equal and we're all beautiful and we're all amazing and we're all great. This everybody gets a gold medal. See, back in the day when we were doing this thing that you're talking about. That you're conflating and you're thinking like, mm, if you ain't had no money, you ain't getting no woman. No, that's not true. Back in the day, we actually would determine the value of a woman and it was allowed. You know how y'all all ridiculed Kevin Samuels for putting women on a one to ten scale? Well, back in the day, everybody determined how you were valued based off your talents, your skills, your intelligence. And your beauty. And the men. In the community. Who were close. To more than likely your father or grandfather. All had a consensus. And so. In conversations the same way men do now. And go how fine you think this girl is. How amazing you think this girl is. We tell stories about the things that we see and observe. There'd be a consensus. So all the men in the community, when they decided that they wanted to marry this woman, knew probably about how much I should bring. And I would compare that to what I have. Obviously, the women who were more attractive, more skilled, more talented, more intelligent would get a bigger dowry. The ones at the bottom, on the other hand, that. Men didn't want to marry because they didn't find them attractive. They didn't want to have children with them. They didn't th think that they were impressive. They weren't intelligent. They had something wrong with them. They had children already. They weren't virgins. Their dowry would be less. And once a girl got to a certain age, if she hadn't been married, multitude of different things could potentially happen. One of which being There'd be no dowry. You don't need to have no money to get this girl. Don't nobody want her. You can have her. You don't need to pay me nothing. Because don't nobody want her and I'm tired of paying for her. You might be sold off. You might be sent to a convent. Be, go be a nun. <laughs> go be a service. Go work at this brothel. Go be a bartender. Go over here, work for this business. I got a beneficiary that says that he's looking for women to be servants to his wife. I need you to go do something else other than live in my house. So I got to take care of you. Go find somebody else to take care of you. So what, what are you talking about? That never happened. There's always been broke men, cheap men, poor men who had women. 
that's that's never been a problem being a man equals the ability to have women it's just a fact that's just what it is it doesn't matter what level of status you have it it, it just is i'm sorry it is just a reality this connection you're trying to make this thing you're trying to normalize that men who are broke shouldn't be able to have women it's never gonna happen I know y'all y'all heard Cardi B say it and you thought that like, oh, after she said it, it was going to become a reality. It's not. It's not going to happen. The other problem you have is, again, people like to take words and give them new meanings. And sometimes it catches on and sometimes it doesn't. In this case, it doesn't. Because what women like to say is men are broke. Well, the truth is that the majority of the men you're referring to, they're not broke. They're cheap. There's a difference. There's also levels to cheapness. So you got men who got the money and don't want to spend it. You got men who got the money and just don't want to spend the money on you. (laughs) That's not the same. If you broke, just say that. Ma'am. I'm I'm not broke. I I just didn't want to spend the money because I got bills. Ma'am, I... I'm not broke. I just didn't think I was going to spend that money on you because I don't really want you like that. I just knew I had to jump through all these hoops if I was going to get what I really want. I'm sorry. It's just what it is. The ridiculousness. It it makes no sense. I don't. I I just be like, do do none of y'all be paying attention I didn't even like social studies in history and still yet was able to learn some of these things that are like, what are you, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. This didn't happen. Man, back in the day, if you ain't had no money, you ain't getting no woman. What? That, that never happened. All men can get women. It's not dictated on money, but the more money you have, the more opportunities you have to meet women and the more access you have to said women. It's very simple. Think about right now. If a man doesn't have any money, does he have a car? Does he have a job? If he doesn't have a car and he doesn't have a job, well, that's going to decrease the amount of women that he can meet. Why? Most women who meet, most women meet the people that they end up with either at work or some other service thing she's doing like community service or a friend through a friend, which brings you to the next point. If you don't got a car, how's he getting from place to place? How's he going to the club? How's he going to this event? How's he going to somebody's house, etc.? Does he live alone? Does he live with his friends? If his friends bring girls over, guess what? He going to end up talking to one of these girls. He doesn't need to have any money. Sorry. It's just what it is. If he's got money, well, that allows him to go to more events, which means he's going to be able to meet more women. It's going to allow him to go to more other casual day-to-day locations, grocery store, clothing store, Starbucks, all of these places where people just hang out, library, bookstore. I mean, technically not the library, but, you know, more opportunities. Once you get to a certain tier of money, Then you start doing stuff like going to events that are more luxurious, which means you're going to meet more people. 
You're going to start joining some of these clubs and organizations that people join because they have money. Or the things that people go to because they want to find out how to better invest their money. What does that do? Introduce you to more people. Like I said first, opportunity. But the more money you have, the better you can dress, the better you feel, the more confident you are. This affects your body as well as your appearance, as well as your dress, as well as the way you carry yourself, which makes you more attractive on top of the fact that most women are thinking, well, he can probably afford to take me to some of these places that I would like to go to, which is access. But it doesn't change anything. I just gave you the trajectory. Even if you go all the way down to the bottom. Also, if you've never heard it before, most men talk about the fact that when they was broke was when they got the most women. And the more money they made, the harder it was. 